Is the purpose of engaging in rest, joy, and play just so we can be more productive? Should money and increased productivity be the reasons we care about work culture? Because they aren't the only reasons. We're going to talk about it today in the bonus episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook, a work culture podcast for people who lead people. This unpublished book turned podcast is for people leaders who want to create 21st century work cultures that look nothing like, but this is how we've always done it. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And if you are wondering if why and how ethical leadership and business can coexist, then you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, it's Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And for today's bonus episode, we're going to do something just a little different. I'm going to be reading from and relaying some ideas from a LinkedIn article that I wrote back in February of 2022. So I'm going to be kind of reading this and reacting to it in real time without rehearsal. Have my thoughts changed on the subject? We don't know. Let's find out. So here we go. This article is called The Case Against the Business Case for Improving Work Culture. I'll put the link for the full article in the show notes. Proof that positive work cultures are more productive. You will find study after study and a gazillion articles with similar titles to this one leading us to believe that the reason we should invest in our work cultures is because it will make our teams more productive and therefore our organizations more money. Stressful and unhealthy workplaces lead to disengaged employees. Disengagement costs the company money. Stressed employees cost the company money. High turnover rates cost the company money. But is the purpose of engaging in rest, joy, and play just so that we can avoid these things and be more productive? Should money and increased productivity be the reasons we care about work culture? Because they aren't the only reasons. And does our intention affect the efficacy of our actions? For example, leader A invests in mental health resources for their team because they care about the humans that make their business go and recognize that mental health support is important to the world we are living in. Leader B invests in mental health resources because they know that people who are mentally healthy are better producers and or they want to market their organization as quote unquote the company that cares <laughs> on their social media platforms it's the same action 
but there are different intentions. Does it matter? At the root of the traditional, toxic, and all too common American company culture is the philosophy that profit trumps people. And pardon my language. <laughs> if you are taking actions coming from that place, profit over people, then those actions will not have the same impact. Now, I'm not here to convince you that people matter more than money, because my guess is if you are reading this or listening to this, I don't have to convince you. But who is making the decisions for your business? Is it the person who's listening to this podcast? Or is it your unconscious inner boss that has been programmed to believe that we can't or shouldn't care about our team more than our business? That we must sacrifice people for the sake of success. I know because I've made decisions from this place in the past without even knowing it. As a team member, I've put my own well-being aside because only weaklings call in sick, right? Ever feel guilty for taking a day off? Aren't you a team player? As a leader, I have indirectly or maybe directly made team members feel guilty for missing work when they needed time off because of how it would affect the company. In the role I have today, I have written about how rest, play, and joy are fuel for productivity and how much it would cost your company if you allow your work culture to exist by default. And all of those things are true, but they are jumbled. Money and productivity are a byproduct of authentic and well-intentioned action but should not be the direct goal. Are there toxic company cultures that have financial success? Absolutely. I've worked in them and maybe you have too. I'm not saying money isn't important, although it would take an entirely different article to sort out that statement, but that's for another day. Having the resources to pay the team well are a component of healthy work cultures. It all comes down to rethinking what it means to be a successful business and maybe what it means to be a successful human being. For me, success means being able to make an impact in the world, doing something I feel strongly about while being able to thrive as much as I can in our current operating system. Maybe for our businesses, success can be creating an organization where people can flourish and not be diminished on many levels, not just professionally or financially, all while accomplishing a common purpose. If we focus on reimagining company culture 
money will become a byproduct, but the reverse is not true. If we focus just on the money and believe that our only value as humans is directly related to our work and how much we produce, our work cultures will not just be unhealthy, but in fact, they will be harmful. So what kind of culture do you want to create for the people who make up your business? Why? Is work culture a priority for your organization right now? Why or why not? How do you define success? Do you consider your business successful? Why or why not? So that's where this article ends, and I do have a couple of notes on this because this is something that I struggle with, and it's the idea of binary thinking. And my initial reaction after reading this is that either you have a super toxic workplace that depletes everybody and everyone's unhappy, um, but you're making a lot of money, or you have a nourishing workplace that puts people first. You're making enough money to pay people, um, but maybe it's not the best business model. And what I would say to that is that it's not so black and white. There are Everything is on a spectrum. There are so many other ways for our businesses to exist. It's not good versus evil. It's not us versus them, which I've talked about in a previous podcast. It's on a spectrum. And you, as the leader, as the business owner, or whatever your role is in your work identity, you get to decide what that's going to look like. And just because you haven't seen it before doesn't mean it doesn't exist and doesn't mean that it can't exist. So I encourage you to think about these questions for yourself today. What does success look like for you and your business if you're running one or if you're leading a team? And is work culture a priority for your organization right now, no matter what your role is? And with respect to intention, that's something that Rachel K. Albers and I touched on on our live conversation in the Work Culture Evolution series over on my YouTube channel. I will link that episode in the show notes if you want to take a listen to that. It was a fire conversation. We talk about the history of work and do some corporate America muckraking. So do take a listen. And thank you for listening to today's bonus episode of the Internal Customer Handbook. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends. Want to send an email for the mailbag segment? I'd love to answer your work culture questions or hear your bad boss or toxic workplace stories to be shared right here on the podcast. Email me at wendy at yourhappyworkplace.com. Want to support the podcast and my work? 
contribute at throwconfettiatme.com. Yes, you heard that right, throwconfettiatme.com. It's an actual website. My dog agrees. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.